It sure is. Right back at it. And uh, look at that. Phone line's already open, ready for you. Bring it on. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. As always, Wednesday, a live show, and we are ready to take those calls. Last Wednesday was uh, an absolute barn burner as far as phones are uh, concerned. We love when you call in, ask your questions. Lior is primed. And uh, ready to rock. The contact, by the way, to reach out through email. We're going to get to a ton of email tonight because we um, we neglected a lot of phone calls. So we're going to catch up if we can in between those calls. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll get to that. The Pocket Employment Lawyer website as well, which is pretty cool. If you've not heard about it or checked it out, we'll uh, dig into that a little deeper. And first, so the uh, the week that was, pal, how are you? Hey, John, it's uh, great to be back as always and talking about employment law and uh, looking forward to, just like the last couple of weeks, answering a lot of questions, a lot of calls, and hopefully helping as many people as possible with their workplace problems. That's what we're here to do every week. And, you know, in my office these days, usually in, in December, things kind of slow down, uh, you know, kind of uh, ease into the holidays. Well, not this year, man. I, I We've been very, very busy. Lots of calls still, lots of emails, lots of questions being asked. Uh, but you know what? That's great. I, I love that. I'm happy that that's the case. So keep at it. If you have questions about your workplace rights, if you have a workplace problem that you're dealing with, not a, not a bad time to ask right now. Either right now on the show, take advantage. We're here uh, for the next little while to answer those questions. Or just like many others, call me at the office email me at the office myself my colleagues happy to answer your questions happy to solve those problems we'll give you that contact information throughout the show uh, there's no such thing as a bad question when it comes to your workplace rights there's only solutions so getting to our uh, show tonight week there was a couple situations that came across my desk just over the past uh, few days so first situation uh, i'll tell you about involved a gentleman who contacted me recently well he, uh, for, for years and years at his job, had a company credit card, which he used for various expenses. The biggest ones were travel expenses. He had to fly out, so he'd buy plane tickets on the company credit card, because uh, right. obviously it was all for work purposes. No problem. Well, the company just announced that that's it. No more uh, company credit cards. They're all canceled. So you got to pay for the expenses yourself, and then yeah, you submit your expenses, and you get reimbursed. Well, this guy tells me, well, here's the problem. The number one is I actually got to shell out money, you know, potentially a thousand dollars or more at a time and then wait to get reimbursed. And I got to put it on my credit card, you know, and I don't have a ton of credit limit. I use it for other things and I don't want to be tying up my own credit card with these company expenses and then wait to get reimbursed. And, you know, this guy, he's probably said he spends, you know, upwards of two thousand bucks a month just on expenses that otherwise he would put on the company credit card. So he wanted to know, can they do that? Well, you know, it's an interesting situation, not necessarily one that I came across uh, before in, in this identical form, but here's my thoughts on that. It's still a big change to the terms of employment. The company is now imposing an obligation on an employee to spend their own money, to, to make sure that they have enough room on their credit card, to actually shell out cash for company business. Yes, they'll get reimbursed for it, but that's not what they had to do before. Now, there's nothing necessarily wrong with this. What's wrong about it is that they've changed it. They had a card, so you never had to worry about expenses. Now, all of a sudden, things changed. It's that change that is the problem. And to me, because it's such a significant change, that despite the fact that this may not sound like a big deal, it is for this person, and it does result in a constructive dismissal. So even though he's not getting a pay cut, even though his job is not changed, even though they're not taking away his commissions or his benefits, the way that they've ch chosen to deal with the firm uh, with the company credit card 
means that this is still a change to the terms of employment and it's still something he does not have to accept. So his options are he can continue working, obviously, now he doesn't have a company credit card, or he can treat that as a constructive dismissal and leave with severance. He's going to decide what he wants to do, but I wanted to remind everyone there that when something happens in your job that makes your life more difficult, that makes it less favorable, that, that creates a situation that, that you know, was not, is not comfortable, that did not happen before, that may be a constructive dismissal. That may be something the company is not allowed to do. And for him, John, this meant uh, you know, potentially being able to pursue a constructive dismissal. The number any time to uh, to call through, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. I know we got more week than was to cover here, but I want to get to a uh, to a quick call. Neil, thanks for thanks for hanging on. How are you? Not bad. How are you? Okay. What's uh, what's your concern, pal? Uh, just uh, curious about uh, if the, my employer is able to ask for a letter due to any uh, – I cannot – I'm Jewish, to make it really quick – I'm can I can't work Saturdays. They knew that from the beginning. I've been working for this company for about two years, and they changed the they changed the schedule every quarter, which is fine. Uh, but this time around, they put me on Saturdays. I sent them an email saying, you know, unfortunately due to religious reasons, I can't work on Saturdays. They asked me to get a letter stating that I guess I'm Jewish. Is that? Oh. A letter from uh, a rabbi, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I just all they said was, uh, "Can you get us the letters?" And that was it. They didn't yeah. specify where the letters should come from. Yeah, you know, here I, I actually talked about that recently on one of our TV shows, and, and you know, it's something that I, I really think is unnecessary and unreasonable, but it's not something that's actually illegal in the uh-huh. sense that yes, they're allowed to ask that usually. When a company asks these questions, it's not about show me that you're Jewish. It's, you know, show me re- that this requirement is a requirement of the Jewish faith. In other words, give me something from a rabbi or someone saying that, uh, you know, we have to do this to accommodate you because you're Jewish, not prove that you're Jewish. But, you know, I, I, I think that it's okay. Remember, they ha- once you show them this letter and I guess, you know, going go to a rabbi or I, I mean, someone that that could confirm that you you participate in the Jewish faith, uh, they have to accommodate you at that point. They really don't have a choice. They can't say too bad, and that means that they have to make arrangements for you not to work on the Sabbath. Uh, right. So yeah, I do think it's unnecessary, Neil. But uh, I, I would provide them with that letter. And remember, yeah. once you yeah. do, they have to accommodate you. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Thanks, Neil. Appreciate the uh, appreciate the call, and uh, you want to follow up anytime. It's one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred and help at employmentlawyer.ca or simply employmentlawyer.ca online for the uh, for the website as well. Okay, a uh, second week that was. What else you got going on, brother? I spoke with a lady uh, actually earlier today, and yep. what happened to her is that her employer discovered that over the past uh, few months they've been overpaying her by accident. They're, they're essentially another couple of dollars an hour, but obviously over a few months that adds up quickly. She she was surprised. She didn't really notice, uh, you know, direct deposit, right? So so that she didn't necessarily sit there and count uh, the money. And they said, no, no, unfortunately we made a mistake. We overpaid you. Uh, you got to write us a check for the difference. Hey. Uh, and, you know, like most people, you know, once you have money in your account, you spend them on various things. And you may not have the cash to just write someone a big check. You know, it's a, it's a cash flow issue. 
and she said, well, I don't, I don't have it, and she's kind of getting into a bit of a conflict with her employer, and she wanted to know what her rights were. So here's, here's how it is. Obviously, it was a mistake by the company, and yes, they do have a right to get their money back, but they don't actually have a right to, number one, deduct money. So they couldn't deduct it from her pay. That's one of the things they, they threatened to do. Remember the rule, a company is not allowed to deduct anything from your pay, even if you owe the money, unless they have your written consent. So, number, so right off the bat, that is not something they're allowed to do. Now, beyond that, because it's their mistake, they have to be reasonable with her and they have to work with her in on, on a repayment plan. So perhaps it's one of those things she'll repay, you know, 50 bucks a week or whatever it is until the, the amount is paid. They cannot make unreasonable demands because she's an innocent person in this situation. She wasn't deceiving them. She wasn't trying to take advantage. She had money in her account. She spent the money and now, you know, she has to deal with it. So I, I told her, you know, work with them. Ultimately, if they, obviously they can't fire you if you refuse to write them a big check. And they also can't deduct anything from your income. If they try to do either of those things, she needs to reach out to me. And I wanted to remind everyone there that if that ever is in your uh, your uh, uh, situation that you may owe the company money, remember, they can't deduct anything from your pay without your consent. Uh, and to the extent you have to repay them, they do have to be reasonable. They do have to work with you. Uh, and otherwise, there may be legal recourse. You want to uh, call in plenty of time, just like Neil, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Yeah, we are loving this, and already the visits are starting to add up because I know you guys are keeping track, and that is pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, a tool that I created very recently. And, you know, it was kind of the next step after the severance pay calculator that, that our listeners know about. So pocketemploymentlawyer.ca does, number one, what the calculator does. It allows you to find out how much severance you're owed. That's kind of the, the first thing that it does. Find out how much you're owed, whether you lost your job, worried about losing your job, whether or, uh, or not uh, it's happening, or maybe you're concerned about it. First place you go to, you have that severance letter, you go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. But it does much, much more than that. Yeah. It allows you to determine if your situation is a constructive dismissal. If your situation amounts to a termination for cause, whether you're an employee or an independent contractor, to determine whether you've been discriminated against, it does that and more. So it's essentially like having your own employment lawyer. You have a mini version of me with you at all time, in your pocket, on your phone. It's free. It's anonymous. There's no strings attached. Uh, you know, I'm not uh, keeping track of what you do on it. It's just for you to have access to legal information and legal analysis. Check it out for yourself. You already have an employment lawyer. So pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. It is a beauty. Again, absolutely free. And there's a contact button at the uh, the top right as well. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell is the number. Let me slide in an email before we uh, we take a, a wee break. Fred says, uh, my employer found out that I was looking for another job. Uh, I was fired on the spot and I have not been paid any severance. Am I owed anything? So here's the thing. Obviously, I understand why the employer would, you know, kind of be miffed that uh, he's looking for another job. I get sure. that. But... That is not misconduct. There's nothing uh, wrong inherently looking for another job, even if you have a job. So while the company is not happy, they still can't penalize him for it because it's not considered workplace misconduct. And they certainly can't let him go. Now, they can let him go with severance because the company can always do that, but they can't use that as grounds for a termination for cause. Absolutely not. Now, if he was 
we're spending all this time instead of working looking for another job. So we're paying you to work nine to five and you spend three hours a day looking for another job. Well, that's a problem. That almost becomes like time theft. So yes, at that point, the company may discipline him, but again, not necessarily to terminate for cause. Remember, termination for cause, it's reserved for the worst offenders. So if you are looking for another job, even though you have one and you get caught, you actually cannot be punished. You cannot be terminated for cause. You can't even be provided any discipline. It may be uncomfortable, but it's not a situation that the company can do anything about it. So in this situation, he needs to reach out to me. This is a wrongful dismissal. I'll help him get a severance. And that number, by the way, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. It is help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll take that first uh, quick break here, get back into our email show. And phone lines are open. Bring them on. This is Wednesday. This is the night you want to ask those questions. We are live for the remainder. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Employment Law Show right here. Global News Radio. You sure are in plenty of time for you to call in, ask your questions. In between that, emails help at employmentlawyer.ca. And uh, for the purpose of the next uh, little while, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. That's how it works. Angela, thank you for hanging on. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. What's uh, what's your concern? So uh, I have a question. Um, I just had a friend uh, who terminated uh, or laid off. And the termination letter has a cost that is saying um, she must report to the company um, if she finds a job within six months. And uh, whatever is remaining will be only paid half. So could could an employer have any kind of clause in terms of how my um, how the severance pay will be paid, or is it something? Uh, is it the law like could they do this, or is it is it discretion by the employer? So, Angela, before we even deal with the issue of you know whether or not they can require her to tell them if she found another job, the real question that has to be dealt with is, did they even offer her enough severance? And even without knowing anything about your, your friend and, and what they have offered her, I can almost assure you that they did not offer her enough severance, only because in over 90% of cases, that's what happens. So, so maybe they offered her six months pay, but it should have been 18 months pay. So right off the bat, we need to look at that. Now, once we, once we deal with that, the question is, are they allowed to essentially require her to tell her that, uh, to tell them she found another job? The answer to that is yes, they are. But in many cases, we can negotiate that out of there. We can negotiate that term out of there and get rid of that requirement. Strictly speaking, they're allowed to do that, but we can negotiate that out. What I'm more interested in right now is to find out if she got proper severance. So, so what I want she, you to... Yeah, go ahead. So she worked for like, I think, six or seven years, and they did the calculation by three times seven, I think. So three weeks for seven months or six months. But the question is, like, they're not paying her upfront; they're paying her uh, whatever, like, every month or two weeks. But they have a clause in that says, you know, um, she must report to us um, if she can't end the job. Right. And whatever the remaining will be half. Yes. Be, so there's there's nothing wrong with that structure, except she probably is owed eight or nine months of pay. Number one. So yeah. if if they offer less than that, that's a that's something we need to deal with. And even though they're allowed to, to put that condition is, oftentimes when I get involved or my colleagues, we can negotiate that out of there. So what she should do 
is to call me and we can hopefully negotiate on our behalf both more pro- more severance as well as that the money be paid up front. Okay? But if she accepts this as is, then that's what she has to do. She has to report if she found another job and that's all she gets. Angela, appreciate that. Uh, thank you for your call and your time. That number to reach out, one 821 5900 to get a hold of Lior and the crew. You'll want to reach out through email as well, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Still plenty of time for you to call in, ask your questions as well. You know the number by now, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Rob, uh, your email's up next. Rob says, can I be fired eight months um, of working at a job after they falsely accused me of something I did not do? I was only given one week's notice. So you know, there's a few things to unpack here. So let's kind of start by, by the general proposition that, uh, f- uh, that, Rob, yes, they can let you go even though you've done nothing wrong. But it's a question of severance. Remember, the, the rule is an employer can let you go pretty much for any reason as long as they pay you the severance that you're owed. So m- whether or not you did something or you didn't doesn't change the fact that they can still let you go, but they have to pay you severance. What they cannot do is they cannot, well, let you go for cause over something you didn't do. They cannot la- they cannot say all of a sudden, we, we know you did something, so that's bad enough to be cause. If the company is going to make allegations of cause, they need to give you an opportunity to respond. They need to give you an opportunity to, to state your case and provide whatever evidence you may have that supports you and then make a decision. So, no, they can't let you go for cause. So, yes, they owe you severance. Therefore, you said you've been there for, I think, eight months. Well, one yeah. week is not going to be enough. I don't know exactly how old Rob is and, and what kind of job he had, but I can tell you at a minimum he'd probably be looking at two months and it could be as high as six months' pay depending on his age and his position. So a week is not on. A week is not going to be enough. So, yeah, this is very likely a wrongful dismissal situation, but it's because of the issue of severance, not the fact that they let him go necessarily. That is something they can do. But, again, they have to pay severance. Again, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. This is a uh, live show as it is Wednesdays. Now is the time to call in and ask your questions. You want to answer, uh, get some answers, at least get beginning. This is the uh, the place to do it. If you got some time, check out pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. If uh, you don't want to call in and you don't have a lawyer, or at least Lior knocking on your door in the next 20 minutes, that is a good place to have uh, all the answers, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Ben, you're up next, pal. Says, uh, Lior, I quit my job because my employer never paid me for statutory holidays and also refused to pay overtime. I asked for payment many times, and he always promised, yeah, yeah, he'll pay me, but uh, but he never did. Is there something that I can do to get the money owing? Well, absolutely, and, and it's one of the most basic terms of employment is, you know, you go to work and your employer pays you what it owes you, and what it owes you does include statutory holiday pay, includes overtime, all those things the company has to pay. So if they don't pay that, they're, they're breaching their obligation. So of course you can recover. Either we can get involved or even the Ministry of Labor can help you get the amounts that, that are owing to you. That's not a problem. Here's what's more interesting about this. Ben says that he quit because of this. Well, I can't blame him. I think I would too. No but he's not, he didn't quit because he just didn't feel like working there or because he wanted to go play more golf. He quit because of what his employer was doing. That is a constructive dismissal. So he's only quitting because the company is, is not paying what it's owing. The company is breaching its legal obligations. So, Ben, not only can you recover the amount owing, you can actually get severance here. 
even though you're the one that quit, you're the one that decided not to work there, because you did that based on what the company was doing to you, i.e. not paying you what they owe you, that in the eyes of the law is a termination, which means severance has to be paid. So I want you to reach out to me. Don't contact the Ministry of Labor because the Ministry of Labor cannot help you get your severance. They may be able to help, or get, help you get your overtime and your statutory holiday pay, but not your severance. Reach out to me. Let me help you uh, get that severance as well. Uh, absolutely, that is something that you're owed, Ben, and, and we'll get that resolved. You know, it, it's funny you mention that because that's something we haven't covered in, in, in quite some time and the difference between the times you can and cannot go to the ministry. Well, you can go anytime you want, but being effective or damaging could be a different story. So, and that's one of those situations in it. You really want to avoid severance at all times when it comes to those guys. I had an email from a, a lady this week, John, and she was telling me that she contacted the Ministry of Labor after five years of employment. Ministry of Labor told her she owe, she's owed five weeks, and and she had heard about uh, about me or, or or this show from someone, and she called in and uh, called me and wanted to know what's what's up with that. Is is she really only owed five weeks? Well, John, she was owed eight months pay. Eight huh. months pay. She contacted the Ministry of Labor, and the Ministry of Labor only advises you, just like they did her with respect to your minimum entitlements minimum entitlements for her a week's pay per year of service five years five weeks but that's not your full entitlements that's only a small portion of your entitlements and for her her full entitlements were eight months pay can you imagine john if she hadn't contacted me she would have uh, believed she was only owed five weeks pay holy cow you cannot contact the Ministry of Labor, never, ever, ever, when it comes to losing your job. You can contact the Ministry of Labor, uh, Labor no problem. If there's an overtime issue, a vacation pay issue, a uh, statutory holiday pay issue, absolutely. Yes, that is the, exactly the right thing to do. You cannot, under any circumstances, contact the Ministry of Labor when it comes to your termination entitlements. Not only they cannot advise you, they can't enforce your entitlements. Bad place to go. So you, for that, you go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. You reach out to me. That's the right thing to do. 416-870-6400-640-on-cell is the number for the remainder of the show. Jordan, hello. How are you? Great, my friend. How are you? Good, Pally. What's, uh, what's on your mind? So pretty much, uh, I got let go a couple days ago. Uh, I was with this company uh, about eight, nine months now, and um, I only have 10 vacation days in my contract, zero sick days in my contract. Um, for example, I, got, I called them sick a couple times, thinking that they will use my vacation days as sick days, but I think they put it as undisclosed uh, absence. I just wanted to know, if that, is that allowed? I mean, can they uh, do that? Are they should they use my vacation days or is it considered an an absence and I get docked pay because they took money off of my pay September October and November so that's the question buddy so a company is not uh, sorry a company is allowed to decide when you use your vacation days so if you're off sick they're not required to to count your vacation towards that uh, so they simply they can choose to use that as an unpaid day and not to pay you for the day that you're sick. That's something they're allowed to do. Now, a lot of companies say, yeah, no problem, use your vacation days, but the yeah. company doesn't have to. Exactly. Does that answer that question? Yes, it does. Now, Jordan, you said they, they, you, uh, they've let you go? They've let me go, yes. So let's talk a bit about that. Uh, you said you worked there for about eight months or so. What kind of a job, Jordan? How old are you? I'm... I'm 31 years old. I'm a, property I'm a full-time property manager. I've been doing this for about eight, nine years. And um, the, 
this I just joined this company thinking that it would be a better better step for me. I left a really good company. I shouldn't have left, but you know people make mistakes. Now, you said when you left the company, did they come after you or did you apply to them? No, so they let me go. They let no, no, no. Go. When when you you the joined them, company. the previous company, did this company come after you to hire you from the previous company or did you yes. simply apply to them? Yes, yes. They no, they came to me. They came to me. 100%. Ah, I see. And, and how long were you, were you with the previous company? Well, my previous company, I was with them for two and a half years. And this company, I've been with them since April, the, be- the beginning of May, I guess. So you're probably owed anywhere from four to six months pay, okay? W- what did they offer you? Uh, they literally, so they, the only thing I'm getting paid for for now is the last week that I worked and I guess two vacation days that I had left. Wow, they're not even giving you one week's pay, like one week's pay in lieu of notice? No, no, the only week I, I worked for that week, the last week uh, I worked is the pay that I'm going to get. So, mm-hmm. so you know, your situation is a very interesting example because you called uh, the show asking about uh, vacation days and whether what they did with vacation days is right. And, and I told you it is, but the real problem is they owe you probably about four, five, or six months pay, not days, not weeks, what months pay. Heck? Yeah, okay. I, I, th- that's the reaction I expected. So, uh, and that's because, number one, uh, even even if you simply apply for a job, work for eight months, right off the bat, you probably are looking at three months' pay. Because of the fact that they recruited you from another job, you're probably owed even more than that, maybe four, five, or six months' pay. So there's significant compensation that you're owed, uh, Jordan. So here's what I want you to do. I want you tomorrow, tomorrow morning, even better, I want you to give me a call at the office. Uh, John here is going to give you that number. Let's Perfect. you and I have a chat, and let me help you get what you're owed, because obviously you have significant entitlements. Jordan, nicely done. It's amazing when you you turn over that rock and you find out what's underneath. Man, there's so much more that you got to uh, got to look at. That's why we uh, we do the show. Jordan, that number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred and simply help at employmentlawyer.ca. And for the remainder of our time here, you know it four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on your cell. Aiden, thanks for hanging on. How are you? Oh hi, how are you? Uh, Good. What's uh, what's on your mind? I uh, just had a question uh, regarding yep. employment contracts. Uh, our company is making us sign an independent contract agreement. So some of us have been there for like four, five, six, seven, eight years. But uh, in the contract, there is nothing in terms of uh, like compensation or signing bonus or anything in there. So basically, if for a contract for it to be legit, I guess. They have to have that in there, I guess. Yes. All right. Well, let's just take a step back first. So, for yeah. the you've been there for a number of years. Have you, for those years, been an employee for these years? Uh, I haven't signed any contract, but uh, I guess I might be an employee in the in the eyes of the law. I guess. Okay, I, but but they weren't withholding taxes, right? No, no. Uh, so, and, and have you been working full time? Yes. And exclusively exclusively for that company, right? So you're absolutely right that you would have been, and, and likely your colleagues, employees all along. 
not, not even a question that uh, if you're working full-time exclusively for four, five, six years, yes, you are an employee. You're not a contractor. You've been misclassified this whole time. So the company now wants you to sign a new contract. The answer should be no. Uh, and you're right that they, they actually have to give you something in return to make it enforceable. But I, I never sign something on the basis that, oh, I, I'll be just able to get around it later. I'm going to say later that it's not enforceable. That's not yep. the right thing. You don't want to give away your rights. Right now, you have the full protection of the law, right? So because the law considers you an employee, uh, if you ever decide to pursue rights as an employee, you can. If they ever let you go, you have rights to full severance. Potentially, this document that they want you to sign takes those rights away. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't sign it. Uh, if you want to know for sure if this is something you should be concerned about, obviously I haven't seen the document, why don't you send it to me? We, you can email it to me. You can uh, reach out to me, fax it, whatever you want. Let me take a look at it and let me tell you whether you should be concerned. But I wouldn't sign it uh, uh, in this situation, Aiden. It's not a good idea. Right now you have the full protection of the law. Okay, I understand. Okay, thank you. So, yeah, I'll forward that email to you. Perfect. Beautiful. Thanks, Aiden. Appreciate that. Help at employmentlawyer.ca and one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. The number to call in is consistent, as you know, four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sell. You still have plenty of time. Line them up. We'd love to take your calls and get some uh, get you some answers. Uh, Abraham, hello. How are you? Good. How you doing? Great. What's uh, what's your question? Uh, my question is. Uh... I've heard your show before, and I think you have mentioned that after 44 or 45 hours, a person is supposed to get overtime. Uh, That's right, yeah. Is that the same rule for truck drivers as well? No, unfortunately, so so it's 44, but unfortunately for truck drivers, there's different rules, and the, the standard uh, is much, much higher. Uh, it can, depending on whether you drive uh, within province or outside borders, it could be over 60 hours before overtime is paid. So unfortunately, the 44-hour rule does not apply to truck drivers. Uh, again, whether you're federally or provincially regulated, but either way, the standard for drivers is much, much higher. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks, Abraham. Yeah, you bet, Abraham. Uh, Follow-up questions anytime. Uh, you know to call back, and uh, you can call Lior as well uh, when you're off uh, off the show. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. It's amazing little uh, little microcosm of calls there, right? About four or five different topics were covered, and every one of them were like, "Wow, I did not know that." It's, it's amazing. It just amazes me every week. It's like that. <laughs> well, John, the, but the, the really the the, the the interesting one, and it's, it's not that unusual. I get this all the time. When so, you know the, the gentleman then called about a, a simple vacation pay question. Hey, the, the, yeah. he just wanted to know whether they were allowed to tell him you can't use your vacation days. Where in fact, what he didn't realize, he's owed potentially six months pay. Six months every, never even thought of that. And I, I'm so happy we have this forum here, this, this radio show, to reach as many people as possible and inform them about that because this happens all the time. I get questions about records of employment. I get questions about overtime, yeah. which is great. I, I'm happy to answer them. But in many of those cases, people may not realize that they have greater entitlements, that there's a bigger issue that they actually should be concerned about. Uh, so hopefully we help them and we help our listeners. And any questions, any doubts, just reach out to me. Yeah, it kind of makes me think of uh, last night, one of our affiliate stations, we did the show, and Julie had, uh, you know, from nothing to two years. And Merry Christmas, I think, was her <laughs> Yeah, that's right. When she found out. <laughs> that's a perfect way to put it right when you don't know. Well, uh, she, she's going to have a Merry yeah. Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Oh, big time. 
416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You want to go to employmentlawyer.ca to find uh, where you can listen to past shows and catch our TV show as well that happens on Global TV and uh, CTV all over it. Email. Next one up is TJ. TJ says, uh, Lior, I got into an argument with my boss, fired on the spot with no compensation. I've uh, I've always been a good employee and have worked for the company for five years. Can I get my job back? And well, you know, it's 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 a frustrating question that I get sometimes about can I get my job back? Because the answer almost always is no. Uh, it's there's really no le- uh, legal mechanism in most cases to make the company give you your job back. Sometimes you can convince the company, but there really isn't a mechanism to make them, to force them to to give you your job back, even if they were wrong to let you go, even if you've done nothing wrong, even if you're the best employee and they were just completely mistaken, there's no mechanism to make them take you back. The only mechanism that's available is to get you compensation. So TJ, if you got into an argument with the boss, I get that, and maybe that's not a good thing, but in 99.99, percent of the cases, that's not going to be cause for dismissal, which means if you are still let go, you're owed severance. So you may have done something wrong. Maybe you you shouldn't have gone into the argument. Maybe you shouldn't have said certain things. I get that. But that does not mean that there's cause to let you go. So even though I may not be able to help you get your job back just because there's nothing that the law allows me to do to make the company uh, do that, I can certainly absolutely help you get the severance that you're owed Again, you may have done something wrong, but remember, doing something wrong is not the same as there being cause for termination. Those are different things. So, yeah, I'll help you get your severance. Now, could we potentially convince the company to take you back? Yeah, potentially, but that is not something that happens in most cases. I think in my 17 years of doing this, it's happened two, maybe three times. Uh, So not often at all. Possible, but more likely, it's simply a matter of getting you severance. 416-870-6400, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Still got a few minutes to go here. And uh, Robert, thank you for hanging on. How are you? Good. Good. Yourself? Um, good. What's, uh, what's going on? My cousin, he's 70 years old. He worked for a company for 40 years. Wow. They, they closed down the department that he was working, and they gave him a letter by saying that within four months, you're going to be let go. But he ignored that termination notice. He continued on working for an additional four or five months. And the other workers kept making fun of him, telling him, what are you going to do? You're going to die here? You don't want to leave? Just keep on going. And, and they changed his job into cleaning a washroom, warehouse, and all that. And then by the end of the year, he just gave up and left. So he went to a lawyer. Um, the lawyer has requested them to communicate with him, but they kept ignoring it. They say he quit, but he has a letter that they gave him a notice of termination for four months. Uh, how does this work now? That's- so, Robert, is, if I understand correctly, they gave him notice, you're gone in four months, but something happened and he wasn't gone in four months. He continued working beyond that, right? Correct, correct. correct. And, and at some point he got frustrated and he quit. Yes, he left. Yeah, they threw a party for him as well. So and here's the the problem here is uh, if in fact his employment was terminated after that four months. So they said you're gone in four months. In four months he says goodbye. At that point they would have owed him significant compensation, potentially another 20 months pay. But because they they kind of decided okay you're you're staying that's fine, and down the road he quit, then that's a resignation. So he did resign, in fact, because they were still allowing him to continue working, and he decided, no, I'm not working anymore. Now, 
if he resigned because of something that they did to him, if he can show that I, I resigned because they were treating me badly or they changed my job, then yes, then it's then we may be able to say that even though he quit, it's what we call a constructive dismissal. So it, 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 he did quit, that's true, but if there's a reason, if something happened, they, they, he, we can show that he didn't just quit because he wanted to, to retire, he quit because of how, how they were treating him, what they were doing to him, we may still be able to get him compensation. Uh, does that make sense there, uh, Robert? Yes, definitely. But the problem is he, he's very, um, uh, his finances are in a very bad shape. He cannot afford making payments to hire someone to do it. The other lawyer agreed on taking the case. Just in case they get paid, he will take a percentage of it. So what do you suggest? And it's taking so long. I'm just worried uh, that uh, the case might just vanish. Listen, I, I obviously I don't know what's going on with the other lawyer. If he wants my opinion or second opinion, I'm happy to talk to him and give him my thoughts as to his case. But to me, this should be pursued as a constructive dismissal. To me, if if he is right and he can show what they did to him, this should be a straightforward matter and one that resolves very quickly. So if your friend wants to reach out to me, I'll happy I'll be happy to sit down with him, go over it, and give him my thoughts as to what should be done. Perfect. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, uh, Robert. Again, reach out and follow up. one 821 5900 is the way to go. Help at employmentlawyer.ca is the email address and simply employmentlawyer.ca, the website you want to find out uh, more information. Before we go, man, plug it one more time, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca because it's so impressive. It is cool. And, and, you know, our show is done now. I'm going to kind of uh, take it easy the rest of the night. But you can still get questions to your answers. You uh, <laughs> Answers to your questions. <laughs> questions to your answers. That's much better. You can get answers to your questions. You can still have an analysis of your situation happen. You just go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That's 24-7. That's always there for you. You have it with you. Check it out. It's free. Again, it's anonymous. You don't have to put in your name or the company's name. So get answers. Get an analysis of your situation before you call me. Before you call anyone, check out pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That is a wrap. We are done. You want to continue on? one 821 5900 to call Lior and the team. It is uh, email help at employmentlawyer.ca and the yeah, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Till next time, Employment Law Show. Stick around. On Point returns right here. Global News Radio.